So regarding um I lost the question. Damn. You better find it. I will find it. Um what so okay, tell me I we talked about you 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 know your brothers your 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 brother's death caused a lot of hardship for you in many different ways, including, you know, suicide, you know, different, just really difficult things. How, how close were you and your brother? Well, Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Beyond. You couldn't. I don't know. The close is like underrated. Yeah. There's no worry. There's, it doesn't seem like you're like stunned. It, yeah. Because yeah, close is not. We weren't close. He was, he was me. Yeah. It was, it was an extension of who I am. How, how many other brothers and sisters do you have? Ten total. So there's nine other ones. Me included. Me makes ten. Yeah. So so Chris, you know, you understand that's my twin. Yeah. Identical twin. Better, he was better looking than me. Better skin than me. But um, it's hard because um, I, I just, I wish it was me. You know, and I struggle with mm, that. I wish that's it was real. That. I wish it was. Uh, he didn't. I feel like he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve the way he went out. And mm. I struggle. I still struggle. But yeah. I'm aware. Like, and then, um, but that um, when he passed away, you know, we're coming up on the anniversary. It just it breaks me, and I'm and I'm open to feel this. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, I love it in a sense because I'm letting myself feel. Yeah. Letting myself, you know, because that was the problem. That was the problem mm -hmm. is that you, 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 didn't feel anything for a while, right? Yeah, I didn't feel. So what it did to me is that uh, it, it was it was okay at the beginning, because it, you know I created the nonprofit Fort Park Project. We opened up Silver Living Houses. We were trying to save the next Christian Diaz and, and Brian Metzger, and, and we, we accomplished that. But at that same time, I was speaking for other people, state senators, and not knowing that I was not grieving i didn't know what that looks like no one no one gives you a blue book on grief yeah no one tells you how to grieve you can read all the books you want all the self groups all that whatever but like yo like that's an intimate personal deepness mm. and i think that the most important thing that i learned now of it is that i gotta let that shit be grief mm. i gotta let it be i gotta let it i gotta let it just do what it has to do you have to face it yes 100 percent. and it's freeing is yeah. it uncomfortable 100 percent. but what of it did it it, it, uh, you know i had to i had a bad overdose my first one after you know doing everything after he passed away a year later when i got back from vegas and i and i you know i overdosed it was my first one there was no narcan in the hotel room and there was this guy that i picked up you know that he just got out of a uh, minimum right I, I saw him out there i asked him you know where to get the stuff that's what you do you know because I've, I've been out of the game for a couple of years he told me where to get and i didn't i didn't i was like damn you know he didn't look like he was actively using out in the streets for a while you could we, we know he said, I, I just got out of pre-release that, that day, and he's been using throughout the day. I'm like, where do you get it? So I ended up taking him. I'm like that. I, I'm a real, it's weird. I'm a real good dude when I'm out there. I let, you know, I get people messed up. I pay for everything. I don't care, man. You know? And um, so this guy was there. We had other people in the hotel room. I ended up doing a bunch of heroin, and I ended up going out. And I, and I, and I remember them, some, you know, the um, EMT was rubbing my chest and yelling my name. And, just, and it was like an echo. Mm. And then the, the louder they yelled it, the more I came to. I came to him. When I opened my eyes, I had projectile. Damn. Blood out of my mouth. And then I, I had, my sternum was like open sores cause from rubbing. And I came to find out, you know, I was gone for like 20-something uh, minutes. And I was getting mouth to mouth. No shit. Yeah. And uh, and I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for that guy. Damn. 
right? Because the people, the other people that were in there were scared. They were running, every, you know. So. Was it was it an EMT that was helping you, or was it no. just a guy? What do you mean, the guy that I was getting high with? Really? Was, yeah. Guy that I picked up, and I've been looking for him since. Saved my life, hundred percent. Wow. To be two minutes, <clears throat> to be five minutes on an overdose with nothing, and you know, Narcan or nothing, your your chance of survival is really slim. I was wow. twenty and he, minutes. And he was with you for twenty something minutes. To mouth, it was giving me air for that long. All right, so he helped. So that was one of the things I get to the place where I'm at. I get sectioned. I get sober again. Something was missing. I didn't like myself. You mm. know, I was trying to go back to the process. <clears throat> I go to a, a high school anniversary. Uh, a, yeah, twenty year anniversary. I, I relapsed again. Mm. Cause I, I didn't, it was different. Right now, now I didn't. I didn't it was weird. The, the the energy and the and the strength of like creating this nonprofit of giving back was gone. Now I'm grieving. I don't know what that right. looks like. Well, because I feel like you distracted yourself with it. You, you know, you you, you not did these things or unintentionally. It doesn't matter if I did it on purpose or not. Right, right? it happened. It, it happened. You're, you're right. The energy of of grief and the, the the process of that was channeled into yes. action and doing 100%. things. And and when that wore off, that's where the that's where the the emptiness was. 100. percent And it was there waiting. Full force. Yeah. So that other relapse that happened in October was one. It was the worst one because I became septic, and I don't remember. Like wow. this is the one that I uh, I got scars on, right? And uh, I was running around for a week and a half, right, in a, at a hotel, back and forth because I didn't want my wife to find me. I was hiding in Massachusetts. You get sectioned, so I used to go to hotels in Connecticut because you can't section me there. You can knock on the door all you want with the cops. I ain't going nowhere. Mm. You know, take me to jail. So what happened was I don't remember none of this. Right, so I'm I'm running around grabbing my money and stuff, and I wake, and I don't remember. All I know is that I woke up fifty something days later. Wow, with tubes on my throat. So, how? What What's the last thing that you remember? I mean, do you like? I remember my my sponsor giving me a ride of detox. Okay, but I remember like like photographs of me like leaving the detox. Snapshots. The sheriff, yeah. the sheriff was gonna, got me back into the section place without going to the courts. They did me a favor because I did a PBS special for him, right? I was in there and I did a PBS special. They said, why is that section so important? This is a nationally, I'm, I'm, if you look it up, you can see it. And I'm not, and they're telling me why. And I think sectioning is one of the most important tools because a parent knows you better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Your mom and father are the only ones that can section you. They know you better than anybody else. And they know when you're gonna about to die. So they want to try everything they can to try to keep you away from overdosing. Mm -hmm. So people are against it. It's, it's not, it's their, it's against their, their freedom, their rights and everything else. So it was a debate. So I spoke on the behalf of the sheriff and while I was in there. So he did me a favor, but then I, I remember a little glimpse of that and I never went in, but I was the whole time I was septic. They didn't know what was wrong with me. They found me in the middle of a, of a, of a hotel. I pat, I, I went into the middle of a lobby of the hotel and I just fell. That's how I ended up in Hartford hospital. Wow. Right. And, uh, and my friends came to visit me and I, they had me on, um, they had me strapped down because I was like fighting. They thought that I took drugs or something that made me do that. And they were, my friend, Steve and Baker were like, yo, he, he doesn't do PCP. It's not, and they, I didn't have no PCP in my system. I was acting like I was on it. And then the, the doctors didn't know what was going on with me. Like, I what, was, what is PCP? Just, just to, uh, to, to have uh, it. It's, it's, uh, it's like, it's, hard to explain it's okay it's Nimble like it's, it's dust they do it a lot in philly they smoke it it's like abominable fluid they okay use, they trip out but uh so i was legit like fighting it my making yeah. faces and my, my buddies you know my buddy steve said that he, he literally prayed to god to take me if i was gonna be left like that because the hospital didn't know what was going on with the doctors and then i broke through the straps they had to handcuff me i was defiant 
and they finally did some work and they found out that I be, I was septic. They, oh, I went into uh, yeah, I went out. And Damn. I, so they put tubes down my throat. My whole body became septic. I went from eighty. I was down to like 15 20%, 15 to twenty percent chance of surviving. So they had to cut me open. When your body goes septic, is the worst thing, you know. Yeah. Going yeah. into my chest, my heart, my 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 brain was swelling. So they cut my lungs. They give you the strongest um antibiotics. Antibiotics and uh and they wasn't doing that. So they, what they did is they cut me open and they scraped my lungs from the fluid, and they you know and they hit me with more antibiotics. It did nothing, so I was like down to five or ten percent chance. They were like, you know what? Let's just give them one more, you know, give them surgery one last time. And if it doesn't, then we it, we did everything we could. Yeah. And um, and they did it again, and uh, they waited, and I guess I was getting better. But I guess. It, Holy you know, like, shit! Yeah, you know, like I wasn't supposed to survive. So when no. I got, when I woke up from that, I didn't know what was happening. I had to learn how to walk. I woke up yelling, "I'm alive!" So like while I was in intubated it was the craziest thing i ever went through in my life i knew that i was dying i knew i was dying tell me about that like what was, i really don't want to talk about that okay we well, want to talk well, about that but it but it's something that that to this day everything that i that i was going through or dreaming about or whatever you want to call it it's come true wow so I, I keep it kind of private with some other people we talk about i don't know what it is yo but i knew no, i was dying i felt them cutting me and i remember waking up and saying i'm alive Damn, and I didn't. I couldn't walk for two weeks. The hardest thing was it wasn't be able, that I wasn't able to walk. It was the fact how to eat with a fork is the hardest thing. Yeah. So then yeah. So then I, I overcome that. My family put my family through hell with that. Remember, we lost two brothers. Still, still didn't want to be sober. Still, and they didn't know what it was. So that's what grief looks like when a guy struggles with alcoholism and addiction. Yeah. Grief is powerful, man. And then, and this and the grief with people that don't even struggle with alcoholism. Yeah, like I deal with, I, I handle. I talk to more mothers and fathers now, and they yeah. call me and they ask me. They blame themselves. I don't blame yourself. You yeah, do nothing about it. All right. Like, you resonate with people differently they, now. Yo, they call me about it more than anything. When they see me, they cry. I get it. I get that pain. So, so that's what that's that's the kind of stuff that molds me to be where I'm at today. It's through suffering, right? Through the extreme, from overdose to to the highs and lows of it. And what it did is give me a perspective, right? Because spirituality for me is having a relationship. Denying myself is spiritual. Denying what I want in life, right? My mm-hmm. pride and ego is mm-hmm. spiritual. Denying myself, cheating on my wife, you know, uh, making my life all about money, making my life to be about me. Don't you know who I am? When I right. deny that, it makes me spiritual. It makes me more centered. Yeah. Right. And, and when I put well, you're connect. You know, I I would I would say you're you're connecting to your to who you are. Yeah. You're you're connecting to who you are because we're. You know, we have we have as humans emotions and desires that come from our bodies and our minds. And and when we sit in meditation, when we sit in in that silence of kind of who we are, it always becomes clear what we really want, not what we think we want, but what we really want. And it sounds like you got to that in in, through all of this. You got to that point. And that's when that change happened. And and, and that, I don't, I've still, I, the change was happened slowly. The yeah. change happened because I was able to change because I stayed alive. Yeah. Yeah. People don't, my brother don't have that chance. A lot of the guys that I know that are real close to me doesn't have that a chance mm-hmm. to be alive and be able to live through suffering and pain. Yeah. Not to stay suffering because I'm not that lucky to die. What scares me is suffering. Yeah. Right? Like I don't, yeah. death doesn't scare me. 
what really scares me is living, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's figuring out who I am and what makes mm-hmm. me happy, right? What makes me centered and working on my weaknesses. Why am I the way I am with my daughter? Why am I the way I am with my wife? Why the way I am with my relationship with my friends? Why am I don't put as much work into it? Like, mm-hmm. I want to get to know that. And that's what that comes and stems down to me growing up without a mother and father. Like, yeah. The way yeah. I grew up. And that's, yeah. that's why I have so much weight because it, it it runs in the fabric of what you are as a man. It, it, yeah. you, it, it makes you to what you are. You don't have a choice, mm. right? You don't go, hey, I want to grow up without a mom. Hey, I want to grow up without a mom and dad. Matter of fact, I want to grow up with a mother that's an addict, right? And yeah. be mad at her, blaming her until I become an addict or alcoholic and be like, wow, she didn't have a chance. Right. It wasn't her fault. So there's freeing parts, but I think it takes a lot of work. So I'm lucky to be where I'm at. Let me get that straight. Mm. I'm not special. I'm lucky. That's powerful, man. I, I like... That's it's it's so wild to me to hear that and to hear you speak and the love that you have for people and the love that you want to pour out. I mean, to come from literally the gates of hell as far as suffering and and loss and grief and pain to get to this point where we're sitting, you know, we're sitting here and we're talking about these things like your story could easily be so much different, but it's not. It's not. And and what's so powerful to me is not that your story is different. It's what you're doing with your story. Sitting down and talking about this shit is is real life. Like what you've gone through is real life. People, you know, people go their day, you know, they go through their days, they go through their stresses. People have all these different things that go on in their life. But like the suffering that people experience, the triumph over that whether it's by default, by luck, or on purpose. It doesn't matter. It happened. Right. You're here now. And to me, that, that's, that's so, to me, that's so powerful. It's so, so powerful to hear you talk about your journey to being more aware of yourself, to, to, to wanting to better your relationships with everyone around you, to you know, want to help other people. It is so powerful to me to see that and especially knowing what you've gone through and where you've come from because there's been countless reasons for you to just be like nope and then that i lost two brothers so you know losing the second brother was was the one that really fast forward to grief well because this was your twin right my so twin was the first one right okay and then seven months later was my eight months later was my youngest brother got murdered oh, so I lost, I lost two brothers in eight months that's what really that yeah the christian thing I don't think that I think that I would have probably dealt with it the same way, maybe not. But it was the second brother, the one that made me say "fuck it." Yeah, you know, but yeah. Defiant to God. How how cl- how close was this? You know, you're I, losing your second now. brother to 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 the oh. that first relapse. How close? It was the summer, uh, six five months later. Okay, when I got back from Vegas. But um, the second brother is the one that 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 fast forward more anger, mm-hmm. more rage. Mm-hmm. What is this for? Yeah, why? How you know? Like like I told you. How can anything mean anything when something so precious was taken from me? Yeah. Right? How can you? Yeah. How? How? It makes no sense. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care about God. I don't care about Jesus. I don't care about your beliefs. I don't care about meditation. I don't care about a. I don't care about recovery. I don't care about anything. Mm. How can you tell me anything means anything when something so precious was taken from me? And I had to come to terms with that. And it had to be something intimate and deep. No one could have gave it to me. Yeah. No one could have did anything for this. I knew that I had to come in with my pers- with me changing the way I see things, and for me to for because it has to be real. 
for me to be able to change anything, I have to listen, right? Yeah. Listening for me was real hard. Listening's a skill. So I needed to listen to myself first, right? And once I started listening to myself, I listened to people and to this world. And what happened was it, 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 formed, uh, it formed something more beautiful than, uh, than I thought. That I wanted to be, I wanted, I wanted to keep moving. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to be a, a father. I wanted to be a husband. I wanted to, you know, keep going on in the recovery thing. And that's why the podcast thing is important because a lot of people wanted me to talk about stuff. And I, and, and I, I have, I have a humor. I, I love joking around and talking. I like to, I like to play in the lines of uh, yeah. offending people, you know, <laughs> but my friends love me. So I could do with my friends. And that's what we do. Yeah. You know, that's why I love being around amongst my friends. A lot of my friends I grew up with since we're like in, you know, first, second grade, third grade. And, uh, and, and that's I love special. That. It is. And I, people, I, I, it's crazy. It really is. You know, because like I'm at a meeting tonight and the guy that was speaking, the young kid that Baker, my buddy asked to speak, was a kid that we grew up with. That and there's, and there's another kid that's living in the sober living house that we have, that grew up with me and Christian. I'm talking about Forest Park at its yeah, full. Like it's yeah. crazy, man. So what that what that does is that it, it lets me see the beauty of this, right? Yeah. All this hard work. It lets me see the. You know, you, you know, my brother and we lost so many people. And it's I know my brother Christian, but we, I've lost so many friends. I'm talking about mind blowing, PTSD, PTSD, uh, P. TSD, we have trauma. We've lost so many people that you can tell me that the guy that I was sitting next to, sorry, the guy that I'm sitting next to at the meeting today, if he died tonight, overdosed, left the house, I'll go, shut up. For real? Huh? Damn. Yeah, I'm going to sell this game tonight. Yeah. And not because it's intentional. It's numb. You know, it's, it's numbing. There's, it's there's a familiarity to it that shouldn't be there. Yes. We lost more people. I've lost, I, man, if I, me and my wife were counting. We lost more people than guys lost in World War II in their yeah. units. Yeah. And I'm talking about guys that sit next to me that were living with me. Yeah. It's insane. So so now, so what that did is that it forced me to want to live, man. So living. So this is what living looks like. It's figuring myself out, figuring out what my strengths are, and how I get back to my community. How can I be a better father and a better husband? And I want to use a microphone to do it. I want to open it up to other people. I want people to give me their perspective on stuff. I want it to be debatable. I want it to be, I don't care who has different opinions and stuff. I want that to come in. I want to talk about it. Right? You want you want real life, man. Yeah, I want real life and because it's, it's, it's healthy. It's healthy to talk about real life. I don't want to be in a room where everybody agrees with one thing. Yeah. It's not healthy for me. Yeah, yeah. I, if I want that, I, that's what I do a cigar night. On right. Cigar night for two hours. Ha, right. Ha, let's go. That's easy. I don't want right. that. All right. I don't, when I want that, I get that. And that's cigar nights. That's when I hang out with my softball yep, friends. We yep. can be together. But well, what I want is to open this 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 room where it's safe, where we could have different political views. We could have different everything, but we respect each other. Yeah, yeah. Because personally, the people that I love the most, I see completely the opposite. Yeah. Because you you appreciate it. You appreciate honesty. That you know that's one that's one thing that I re- that I really admire about you, and that I've always. Even since when we first, you know, met at, at, you know, at church, even though we didn't, we weren't friends, I always was drawn to you because of your, your authentic and, and, and honest self. And you brought that out in other people in a way that wasn't like forceful or uncomfortable. You, you forced them to be authentic because you demand it because of your authenticity. And I really respect that. And to me, that's why when, like when you, when, you know, when I was, thinking about how you know what i wanted to do as far as reaching you know the impact that i feel like i want to be able to try and have on the world and and try and leave it a little bit of a better place when i leave this world i was trying to figure out how i can do that and when you reached out to me about this i was just like dude that's it 
Like this is it. Like 100% yeah. because the realness that, I mean, the realness that you just talked about loss. I mean, like, damn, like it, it, it it's so profound because what are we doing right now? Like we're sitting, we're sitting in, you know, we're sitting in my basement that yeah. we turn, turn into a mini studio That's right, mini. and we're, and we're talking on microphones to share later on social media. Why? Because real people are living real lives and we have this ability as humans to connect with language and with energy and with love. And it's something that <clears throat> we have this, this unique experience even at this point in history, right? If, if we were having this conversation years and years ago, <clears throat> we wouldn't be able to share that experience and let other people resonate with it because there weren't microphones. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we are at a point in human history that aligns for us perfectly to be able to talk about experience, to talk about life, to talk about what really matters, being the best fathers that we possibly can be for our children so that they live a life that's just that much better than ours, right? That's what matters. To be able to connect with people of different opinions and be able to connect on the wavelength of love first, humanity second, and then whatever it is we want to disagree third, right? Yeah. That's that, what matters. And it does. And, and But, you know, and, 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 it, and it means so much, right? But it, it's, it's, it's about perspective. It's about not being afraid of speaking how you really feel. Mm. And at the end, it's not about coming across as wanting to be right. Right, right. What I'm right about is what I've went through. Yeah. And the only way you're going to see what I went through, my experience, that could help you is if I don't tell you that you need it. You're going to come up to me and like, wow, I experienced the same thing you experienced. How did mm -hmm. you do that? That's what it's about attraction, not promotion, right? What I'm promoting is my suffering and pain. Yeah. Not for you, not for anyone that doesn't want it or understand it. That's okay. I still love you. I don't care about that. When you want to talk about selfish, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I know that through my suffering, I have a lot of people that connected with it because of the fact of the recovery thing. The losing the brother, the grief. The, you know, I was athletic. I had a lot of friends. I like to, you know, you know, all that thing. So they were like, "Wait a minute, how did you overcome that?" So it, it was a weird dynamic. But at the end of the day, I was genuine about it. You know, yeah. and people in this world needs it more than ever. Absolutely, they need clarity. They need 100%. purpose. They need their why. Not, and it's not about money. Yeah. Right? The ones that are quicker to want to figure out what their why and purpose is are the ones that already have reached the money, reached mm -hmm. the, you know, they, they're successful, they have all this, and they're dying. Yeah. Their suffering is way worse than a person that doesn't have it. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Because they have it. Yeah, because they have it, and they still don't have it. Mm. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's why it's important. And with the more information and technology is why this is more important than ever. 100%. There's too much information. Not that it's good or bad. There's, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff. Good or bad, I don't care. There's a lot of everything. Yeah, news, not news, whatever you want to call it. There's We're so bombarded with distraction yeah. and but all of these not different things. Authentic, real, yeah. genuine. Let's talk about it. I, I, one of the one of the goals that I have just in living my life is I would love to be able to live a life that causes people to look inwards to themselves more. Mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, like like this that you know the the book had that quote where you know the only true expectation of love is that those who are shown love become more of themselves that's really what i that, love that's real. because 
everything that we are as people, as as spiritual beings, as intimate experiences is within ourself. Like everything that we need for life is already within us. It's already there. Every every spiritual aspect of us, it's already there. And so I would love to be able to have conversations with people to where they just look inwards a little bit more because it only benefits the world. It's scary. About the world. It's, it's hard. Them. Yeah. Well, what yeah, I'm, but, but that's their world. Yeah, it is. Because right. everyone's your own main character, you're right? right? Your own, your yeah, own story. Right, their main character, and and that's all. You're you're right, and and the only way, and I think it's more prevalent now. Vulnerability, mm-hmm. honesty. Mm-hmm. Yo, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Certain other things, I don't care. Yeah, I don't want to be an expert. Yeah, I just have an opinion on it. I love Tom Brady. He's coming back. <laughs> but I'm an expert in my suffering. Yeah. Today. Right? You're an expert on you. Yeah. Today. Right? Because tomorrow I can bring something else that I'm like, whoa, I didn't know about that. 100%. So I'm an expert on my suffering. And I don't know it. I never, ever want to arrive like I ever arrived. I never want to show up to life like I arrived. I mm. made it. When I make it somewhere, it means I will no longer seek no more help. Yeah. Right? Because I arrived. That's Life's not a destination. No. It's a journey. That's it. And I've always wanted to stay there. And I'm that's the, my, my biggest tool, my biggest gift today is that I don't know shit. Yeah. And I don't care. So by not knowing shit, I'm learning more. <laughs> Dude, I'm the same exact way. When I when I stopped thinking that I had the answers, I realized how little of a but grasp I have on life. And it's cool because now I'm like, yo, I could learn about this. I could figure yeah. this out. I could go here. I could do that. And then life brings you a curveball and you're like, oh, Damn! All right, I'm going this way now, yeah. and you just you just ride it. <laughs> a buddy of mine had uh, had you know the 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 phrase one night when we were all hanging out. He was like, you know, life's one big wave, and we're all just riding it. And it wasn't the words he said; it was how he said it. How he said it, I, he he was on the wave, just riding it. And like, what what are we gonna do in this life? Yeah. We, we 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 can only do. What's put in front of us, we can create the life we want, but ultimately we only have control over how we react to things and what we do with that. Yeah. And that's really the only control we have. And that's why, again, I come to this point in my life that why God for me is so important. And mm-hmm. I'm not, not religion. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, God could be whatever you want it to be. And when I say God, you call it whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Right. But for me. That, for that me, connection within yourself, but more than yourself. Yeah, whatever. None of my business. You know, some there's a lot of things that for a guy like me, is not no need to know. Right. 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 And uh, and and it just when I have this faith in this God that I believe in, it gives me a lot of peace. Mm. It gives me a lot of freedom because it gives me the ability not to question a lot of shit. Mm. When a guy like me is not questioning a lot of shit, it gives me the ability to feel a lot of shit. Yeah. Right? To yeah. be part of this world. I don't got that. But I don't care. Like I tell people. I don't care if he's real or not. Right. Get over that part, man. You just sit in a room for 10 years and probably be right about the fact that he's not real. Or maybe that he's real. I don't care. It yeah. doesn't benefit me. It doesn't change your experience no. of, of what's what true. What changes my experience is I believe in this thing that I call God. I yeah. don't care. what You can attach that God to whatever my bad, to whatever you want. But the God that I attach to is the God that doesn't judge other people. Yeah. The God that, I, that I've been speaking about for years, he doesn't want to get involved in political shit. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. That's my opinion. Right? My opinion. Right, and that's my God. So that God is the one I tap into in the morning because this world doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, for me, for you, it can make a little bit of sense to somebody else. It might not. Might I don't know. But for a guy like me, for me to give you a hundred as my as a friend or, or or give 
the best I can to this world is for me to have this belief system for myself. Right? I support that. That that's oh, oh, why yeah. I support oh, any yeah. anyone yeah. who's tapping into their true spirituality. I don't care what car you're driving yeah, to get true. there. Like it that. doesn't matter. Yeah, that car shit is so gangster. It doesn't yo. matter. Yo, did you hear my boy? He doesn't care what car you're driving. Like for real, no one should either. No. Man, why are you, why are you talking shit about my car, yo? Yeah. You're, you're talking shit in my car. That's what he's saying. You're not focused on the destination we're all going. We're both traveling side by side. Let's go there together. Yeah, stop focusing on my car. You told what? You got a Mercedes. And I got a Toyota. Toyota's better. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm going it's farther than you. you listen, my, my Mercedes is going to break down. <laughs> I don't want my car anymore. I want to switch cars. I'm in a Honda Fit. Oh, okay. I'm on that little roller skate car there. That, uh. The one that I want to give for the family, but you know what? We're gonna we'll, we'll we'll finish this later on. We'll communicate more about this, but um, yeah, because uh, you know, I I have this thing that I wanted you know, to read ahead, real quick. Go. Go so th- this is from another book that I, that I've I've loved. It's called Living Your Yoga by Judith Lassiter, um, and it says suffering differs from pain. Suffering is caused by the emotional reaction we lay on top of our pain. By becoming aware of our emotions and thoughts about pain. Their hold on us can be released and our suffering can be lessened. The avenue to this is awareness through constant attention, remembering that each moment is holy and holds the potential for self-transformation. This awareness is the tada or the state of yoga that Patanjali speaks. And it's interesting to me because it says from this perspective, spiritual seeking is not what we do outwardly, but what we acknowledge inwardly. And to practice yoga in the deepest sense is to commit to developing awareness by observing our lives, our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Yeah. And to me, it's crazy because when... It's not an, out, it's not an outer thing. It's man. not an outward thing. It, and, it's and, an inner thing. And to me, that's the cool thing about this is that I can't tell someone what their inward searching results in. But that's why it's important. This is why that's so important. I love that reading because it has to be intimate. Right and real, right for me to be like, oh, right, wow. Who says that in today's day? Right, the guys that are, are that'll come up and say, you know what? What I said to you last week, I was wrong about that. Are the guys that I'm like, whoa, yeah. Yo, when you want to hang, well, like, what do you mean by that? Right, that is the most powerful, courageous, strongest, mm. ultimate thing you can do as a man for me today. Yeah. I don't care. I don't like to mask and put things in boxes. But right now, a guy that says that he was wrong yeah. about something he believes in. Because he got information or, or, or change or whatever. He's the one that's winning. Yeah. Just because I had the information that was right. I'm not the one. I've been through this shit. He right. just changed his mind. <laughs> what the? How did you do that? Right. I don't even want to have. I wish I didn't have the answer. I yeah. wouldn't have. How did you do that? Yeah. That's why, the, that's why it's an intimate internal working. 100%. I give you all this outer shit, yo. The spiritual thing comes by something that's internal and intimate and, and, and privately. And if, and if I can get to this internal thing by doing certain things every day, it wouldn't be as special. Right, so that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about, man. That's powerful stuff, man. I like that. So this is what the podcast is going to be about. We're going to dive into a lot of different things more, yo, and um, and talk about today's day, yeah. day parenting, uh, mental health, youth, the youth, the youth, and 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 why is that so important? It's because you know guys end up becoming like me, and I got I got lucky to still live about it. A lot of yeah. guys don't live to talk about what they went through as as kids and how important mm-hmm. that is. And we'll talk about you know today's state of the mental health, mental health, and the stigma's changing a little, but it's still there. It, PTSD wasn't an official diagnosis until 1980. Oh, there's a lot of different things. We're, we're, we, are at the, we are at the cusp of understanding all of this and what really matters. There, there's so many things that I'm reading that blow my mind. And it's just like how – one, we don't know our bodies. 
100%. we don't and and we we especially don't know our brains because we we don't realize how much of our childhood our experiences actually make a difference in how we are today yeah that's the stuff that i'm excited to talk about because it's I, real life I, like, I that's, that's what life. we're doing and that's why we're like i like the fact how we are both in different places kind of too yeah so yeah i'm learning a lot about you and like i learned like you know we'll, we'll get to dive into what you know how me and you had a video you know i was like disagreeing with you and again i made it immense my, my name so that's power we'll talk about it down the road but we're like, I'm in a place where like, I'm like, I don't know, let it come the way it comes. You're like, yo, nah, yo, the body's so deep. I'm like, come on, for real. How do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Dude, I, and I'm, I'm ready to yo. break it down in, the, in those Lego terms for you, man, because I'm I don't care. I'm, the car shit it, man. is so real. The car shit, I can speak about that, yo. Mm-hmm. Why are you focus on what kind of car I'm driving? Right, man? right. Why? Right. Right? Because I don't want to... I don't want to be in your car now knowing that you're looking at my car. Right. There's nothing special in that car because there's something special in that car if you're driving by me happy looking at me. Give me thumbs up. I'm like, wow, I like to hang out with that guy. Right, exactly. It's like it's like as if someone has road rage, right? So if you, if you have this one car and everyone else is in a different car or different, you know, just all types of different cars, if there's one person who's just road raging anyone who has a different car than them, all you're doing is just hindering other people's spirituality. You're just hindering other people's ability to travel on the road safely. What, yo, what is sticking to this car shit, yo, for real, yo. <laughs> there's so much with this because you know what it is? It simplifies Today, I think more and more they need Lego terms, yo. Yeah, we don't I need, agree. We don't I agree. Need, I get it. TED Talks are the shit. I love TED Talks. But, yo, we need more Lego terms, yo. Yeah. More Lego language because what it does is simplifies life, right? And then we build on top of yeah. it. Literally, we can build on yeah. top of it. It is freeing. I rather. I think it's the fastest way for a guy like me to get free is by simplifying a lot of shit. Absolutely. Right? Because I can sit there all day and be right. Being right never kept me free. Being right kept me wanting to die, man. Yeah. Again, so that's why I don't want to be right no more. I want to be free. Yep. So we'll end it with that, man. Let's do it. All right, cool. So I'm going to send you this. I'm going to take this. I'm going to send it.